What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome back to Why I Never Will. We interview every job occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you could find your dream job too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Chris Roth. Now, Chris is the CEO and owner of the National Technical Institute, a trade school offering fast-track careers in HVAC, plumbing, and electrical. Featuring the only real-life hands-on HVAC installation training facility in the state of Nevada, the school's advanced labs consist of the most modern and relevant HVAC mechanical, commercial, refrigeration, and electrical training equipment in the industry. So Chris has a lot to share with us here today. So Chris, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. All right, Chris, how are we feeling today? We're feeling fantastic. Thanks for having me, Kojo. All right, Chris. I'm real excited to have you on today. So, Chris, I'm just going to go ahead and roll into what everybody has their mind on right now. That first question, Chris, why? Why did you become a trade, the owner, not only the owner of a trade school, but you, you I, I know you started off as uh, HVAC in, in HVAC. So please tell us why. Why did you become what you're doing today? So great question. Why did I become an HVAC tech? Well, in my earlier years growing up in Las Vegas, I was uh, like any other typical teenage kid. I was involved in sports, uh, involved in my high school uh, activities, baseball, wrestling specifically. And one day uh, after school came home and my dad had unbeknownst to me enrolled me in a vocational high school. So my junior and senior year were going to be played out at a vocational high school where I learned an air conditioning trade. Prior to that, obviously, I was in a standard, normal, typical high school. And he decided that his single biggest expense, because he was a real estate investor, was air conditioning repair. So I really didn't have a choice, Kojo. I ended up in HVAC because my dad enrolled me in a vocational high school. That makes a lot of sense to me. And Chris, you know, the crazy thing is I can relate. My mom actually signed me up around the same time that your dad signed you up for uh, the, a trade school back in high school. I, I went to trade school my junior and my senior year okay. as an electrician. So, okay. Chris, I can definitely relate to that right there. Now, Chris, you gave me the beginning. What I want to know is the process. Right now, you're at the top of the totem pole. You are the CEO and owner of your own trade school. So, please... Tell me the process, step-by-step, step, how you got from point A to where you are today. So it was a long journey, and I had a bifurcated career. So I was an air conditioning contractor by day. So during the day, my daytime pathway was a was like any other typical entry into the trades where I began as a apprentice. I went from being an apprentice into a journeyman, and then I honed my skill set. And there's, there's just many facets in HVAC, just like there are in the electrical trade and the plumbing trade and all the other trades. There's 57 different pathways in HVAC. 
I, uh, I started in residential air conditioning and continued learning residential air conditioning. Wanted to uh, set myself apart from my colleagues. I got into commercial and then ultimately into industrial refrigeration. I also continued my education. So I went on from my vocational high school to to become a mechanical engineer and later on in life received my uh, master's degree in marketing. And for those uh, on the call today, that's a unique combination of skill sets, marketing as well as engineering. But at the end of the day, marketing is just numbers. So that's, Kojo, that's what my daytime pathway looked like. I went from out of high school at 17, residential HVAC technician. By the age of 21, I was the youngest contractor in the state of Nevada. I had my own, I, I opened up my own industrial air conditioning repair service and replacement operation. And then by the age of 27, uh, had sold that to a conglomerate out of California, the actual utility company, SoCal Edison. So that's what my daytime career looked like. In the evening, I was asked to come back by my high school teacher. He was also he was also working at our community college, uh, College of Southern Nevada, as an air conditioning instructor in the evening. He was responsible for the adult education in the HVAC industry here here in our city. Mm-hmm. He asked me to come back and become a teacher's assistant. So working during the day, I I decided uh, I would. Uh, he and I became uh, really good friends. He was also a, a one of one of the biggest mentors in my in my lifetime. I decided to help him in the evening. So at age 19, I was up there as a teacher's assistant. After the first semester, I also I, I found that I had a I had a passion for helping others in the trade. It allowed me again, like I said, I was honing my skill set during the day, but I was also studying HVAC at night while I was also getting my degree. Stepped in as an adjunct professor or teacher uh, at the age of 19 to teach my first college class. So I was contractor by day, educator by night. Very, very, very nice. I love that answer right there. Now, Chris, we've got the big picture of your process. Now, what I want to do is I want to take it just one step back. What do you think are some childhood hobbies and habits that matriculated into what you're doing today? Hmm, great. That's a great question as well. I, so obviously not having a choice as to what it is I was going to do. What I found was one of the things that, be, besides being curious, right? So looking at things, taking it apart, figuring out how it worked, that was that was just, just my makeup. I understood how things uh, were assembled and put together. So my curiosity probably helped stem some of that. But also in any hands-on trade, you become a troubleshooter or problem solver. And I think that is one of my superpowers. Mm. I love that answer right there, Chris. I love that answer right there. Now, Chris, please walk us through this real quick, because I'm real interested in hearing this from you specifically since I was in your shoes at a point in my life as well. So what do you enjoy the most about what you do? Why? What do I enjoy the most? I would say helping helping the younger generation find an opportunity outside of just the college pathway. Now, I'm a college graduate, and so I'm a proponent of college. But I also believe that 
society, society has this equation backwards, in my opinion. So in an industrial technology society, college is designed for probably 20% of the population, 80% of the population doesn't need a college degree to be successful in today's mm-hmm. society. I think, unfortunately, today, though, or at least over this last generation, and having two high school graduates myself this year, we've decided that all kids should you know, attend a pathway that leads them to college. And so we, I feel like a society sh- that has a makeup of 20% going to college, we, we now push 80% of our student population from high school into college. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. I agree completely, man. And I love that answer right there. We're going to retouch on that. But of course, the back end of that question is, what do you enjoy the least? What do I enjoy the least? Hmm. What do I enjoy the least? So that's a, that's a really great question. I've, I've been very fortunate in my career. I also had the opportunity to sell a business here recently. Mm-hmm. So uh, at going through the recession, I also went through a divorce and I was left, you know, financially decimated you know, in my divorce and had to start over. Now I was semi-retired at the age of 35 Wow! and, ha- and had to completely start over. What I decided to do was build another HVAC uh, service repair contracting business. I took some of the things that I had learned from my previous business and use that skill set to quickly rebuild uh, my net worth. We built the fastest growing HVAC company in America for three years in a row. We were recognized Inc. 5000, fastest growing business. Mm-hmm. What, what I realized was I didn't like the contracting space as much as I enjoyed the education space. So about a year ago, we were approached by a private equity firm to purchase uh, our rapidly growing Uh, HVAC uh, plumbing business, and I decided to take the exit. Um, I'm I'm gonna. You you asked a great question, and then took me a second to come up with a you know what I believe is a good solid answer for myself, which is I'm I'm at a point in my life now where I'm doing things that I want to do by choice, Mm. and the contracting business, while it was a fantastic uh, way to generate revenue in my life it allowed me the opportunity to purchase the school in which I'm uber ultra passionate about. And that's where I spend all of my time today is on the education side. There's not a day that I don't, that I don't like what I do. So it's hard, hard for me to answer that without giving you that context or that backdrop. That is the exact answer that I wanted to hear from you today, Chris. So I love that answer right there. Now, Chris, what is an average day like for somebody like you? So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm up at the same time every day, kind of boring. I begin my day every day at six o'clock and I am focused on growing our school and helping students find a pathway into the trade. So we have a perfect avatar for our business, 24 to 34 year olds. That is the, that is our, Avatar in our business, the lookalike audience for our business. So we spend all our time focusing on helping those individuals who may have attended college, may have decided to go a different direction in life, and they're they're looking for another opportunity in life. So we help those folks assimilate into a trade 
and then rapidly get placed. I, I have a, an advantage because I have a contractor backdrop and background. So I work with the contractors to place these young men and women into the trades. And, and we have a really audacious goal in our business to help 10,000 students by 2025 in the trades, and we're well on our way. In fact, last year, NTI was recognized as one of the fastest growing businesses in America as well. So we're having, we're having fun each and every day. That I spend my day partly doing marketing, partly doing recruiting, and then also networking with the contractors to make sure that our students have the best opportunities in the trades. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, Chris, this next question right here is my absolute favorite. And that is, do you think that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in your career today? It's my opinion that grades today specifically do not matter because I don't, I'm not necessarily certain they translate to success in life. Mm. I believe that grades are individual and that in life, really, we rely on other people. Mm. And that demonstrates discipline and you're, you know, you find confidence and motivation as an individual. I love that answer right there, Chris. I could not have answered that question any better than that. Now, Chris, I'm going to break down this next question just a little bit for you, just because this word gets tossed around a little willy nilly. And that is, what do you feel that your impact is? And when I say impact, I mean, what are you devoted to? What is your devotion? And Chris, you I mean, know, let me help you out a little bit here because I think you answered it earlier on in the interview when you were talking about, you know, your love for teaching. And I have to, I, I just had to piggyback off of that and just, you know, put that out there. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. That, that is definitely how I feel that I, I'm making an impact each and every day. That is, that's what gets me out of bed at six o'clock in the morning. That's what drives me to, you know, eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night. It's helping others succeed, right? I'm a believer in life. You, you get what you want in life by helping others get what they want. Mm. Mm. And, and Chris, that might be the quote of the week for the podcast. That might be the quote of the week for the podcast. I love <laughs> that right there, Chris. I loved it. Now, Chris, you have been answering these questions absolutely perfectly all interview long, but we are down to that last question. And that is... If there's one, just one piece of advice for somebody out there listening right now who wants to be in the position that you're in today, what would that be? Well, I mean, it piggybacks on everything that I've been saying throughout the, the podcast, which is a college degree is not for everybody. It may not be right for everybody. And there is plenty of opportunity out there in other aspects of the industries, right? Specifically, I've talked about trades. Trades, in my opinion, are a great alternative. We have a number of folks that have left a wide variety of disciplines. We actually have a, a physician right now attending. We've had police officer. We had, we've just had the gamut of folks mm -hmm. find success in the trade. It's meaningful work. They get to do something each and every day that's completely different than the day before. There's huge satisfaction about problem solving and, and helping others and financially rewarding because right now we're in a perfect storm in America where there is a huge 
disparity between the number of trades opportunities and the number of skilled labor to meet the demand. Last year, 2020, while, while the world was receding uh, due to the pandemic, there were 500,000 skilled labor jobs that went unfilled. So I would tell you that there is plenty of opportunity out there um, besides college. I love it. I love it. I love it. And Chris, you have been answering these questions again, absolutely perfectly. I could not have asked for better answers from anybody else today on this subject. Now, Chris, if there is any way that I can promote you, whether it's the, the website linked to the National Institute of Technology, whether it's a social media link, even a book, something that I can leave down in the description below so that my audience can reach yours. I, yeah, I appreciate that. So yeah, I'm easily available on LinkedIn or you can find me at ntitraining.com and I'm happy to help. And each and every person that has a question uh, from your network, feel free to reach out, ping me, talk to me, uh, begin a conversation, happy to help. Very, very nice. And please, everybody, take advantage, take advantage, take advantage, because that is very, very, very rare that somebody comes on the show and is personally willing to help you guys. So please hit that link in the description below. Chris has been an excellent, excellent, excellent guest all interview long, and I cannot thank him enough. Now, folks, as you know, there are three types of work, a job, a career, and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Chris helped you find it here today, folks. That is a wrap. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a review so that someone else can discover it too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at YI Network for episode updates, weekly takeaways, quotes of the week, and much, much more. And if you or somebody else you know is passionate about their job and would like to share their story, email us at whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Talk to you soon, folks. And I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. I'm persistent. I'm willing to go the distance. I feel like I'm up on the mount like I'm pitching. I'm fighting the move.